Welcome back to the Community Bridges podcast. Community Bridges is a social enterprise decentralizing health and social care by connecting you to the community resources and scaling the community sector. Our approach is evidence-based and holistic. We concentrate on signposting you to community resources, promoting open stories about health, well-being, and community, which you can find on this podcast and our blog, which you'll find on the website. That is not all. We support organizations to grow through specialized policy and evaluation consultancy and leadership coaching so they can offer their community the full range of support needed. To find out how you can help or how we can help you, go to our website at www.communitybridges.co.uk or email sandra at communitybridges.co.uk. This month, we're actually celebrating our second birthday. In celebration, we're revisiting the community group's Espeso Mama, who were our cover story feature in the first magazine, CBSE 15. Sign up to our newsletter on our website to get exclusive early access stories just like these. Two years on, we are keen to understand our impact through the first full-scale evaluation. This takes just 10 to 20 minutes to complete, and the link can be found below or on our social media pages and website newsletter. Complete the survey to enter into our prize draw, where 10 £25 vouchers will be up for grabs to all the favourite restaurants in the UK. So make sure to get on the website and check out how to take part. For today's episode, we're going to be talking to Ryan Nell, the founder and CEO of Levitate. You may recognise his voice from the previous episodes because Ryan and Levitate were kind enough to donate a series of meditations that we've put at the end of the podcast for the audience to enjoy. This episode will dive a little bit deeper in how Ryan got into the meditation and Levitate and the benefits that you guys can get from it. So sit back and enjoy the show. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I've been listening to the podcast myself through recording and putting them together. And then I always do have a listen anyway. So I've got used to uh, your kind of style when it comes to the actual meditations. They're fantastic, by the way. I know uh, we've had some really good feedback from the audience. Uh, in particular, my nan absolutely loves them. Oh, that's great. <laughs> She's really <laughs> looking forward to this episode. She thought it was last month uh, and got very excited and then a little bit disappointed when it wasn't. So oh, she's going to be ecstatic to, to, uh, when it comes out in a couple of weeks. So that's always good news. <laughs> well, hey hey to Jeff's nan. Yeah, good good to have you here. In your- yeah, yeah, nan, you've got a shout out. So, um, I mean, yeah, they've been really good fun. I know we've had some really good feedback from the audience. But t- tell us a little bit more about what... what um, what they're about ah uh, yeah okay so um yeah it was a sort of uh i i think we'd wanted to try and get me on the show a couple of episodes ago and I, i've been like lords lucan um very <laughs> very unavailable um and uh and uh, sort of wishing wishing it weren't so um you know moving moving house and uh got a, a baby on the way but maybe we we could kind of boomerang back to that maybe at some point in the conversation but um, we will definitely yeah. um so you know, kind of what's going on in my personal life is—I uh, was going to say—almost the opposite of mindfulness, you know. But uh, but um, <laughs> but as we will explore, uh, you know, mindfulness is, uh, and what I'm trying to do with the meditations really uh, is uh, is invite people into a world, the world we're living in, after all, um, but uh, to have a more 
sort of a deeper connection with it. You know, it's really an invitation to be to be more present in your own life. And so, you know, the the meditations I teach or the the techniques they are they're really designed to I suppose practice in a rather formal way uh, something that uh, an insight that we really just want to carry off the mat off the cushion and kind of you know into our lives as we as we live them and so you know it's almost when you're the challenge of teaching meditation or indeed doing meditation we all you know if, if you've tried it um, you'll know it's uh, it's it's very often it's a struggle um, is is that uh, you know there's this rather kind of contrived and formal way of practicing where we're we're noticing when our attention wanders and then kind of bringing it back bringing it back to the breath or whatever else we've decided to you know it could be the senses or, or physical sensations we've decided to kind of rest our uh, att attention on um, and the reason we're you know sort of doing this technique is that um, for the most part and I, I can speak from absolutely from personal experience here, we, 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 we don't tend to be so connected to the present moment because we, we've got a tendency, I say we humans, to, to race past it, uh, to spend a lot of time in the, in the past. Um, you know, memories, regrets, uh, rerunning conversations that should have gone another way and, 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 and all of that stuff. And a lot of our time is spent really kind of casting forward um, an imagination or fear or hope or, you know, just planning. Um, and it can be rather difficult actually just to stay in the moment you're in, um, you know, feeling whatever the temperature of the air is and, and, and so on and so forth. And so this is really a sort of, it's a rather formal technique for practicing being more present in your life. Um, but with the ultimate goal of not, di not dispensing with meditation, but ultimately with the goal of just being out there, feeling more alive and awake and alert, uh, you know, kind of enjoying things as they as they happen rather than putting putting life off for some future date. Which I think uh, might have been the hardest thing to achieve in the last 18 months is to um, yeah be in the moment. I mean, I can imagine meditation's gone... Uh, big miss in a lot of people's daily lives over the last 18 months I think it could have been uh, valuable to a lot of people who might not have come across it yet um, because yeah. it has been that case it's um it, it's tough to not think about what's coming in the future when there's not much going on right now apart from sitting at home which has probably been the struggle for a lot of people yeah yeah and, Je and Jeff that's such an interesting point I mean uh I think uh in a in a sense I've been thinking of uh, the pandemic is, uh, you know, it, it's sort of this um, highly unfortunate thing that's happened to us all, but it has also, if we try and find a few positives in it, um, it's almost been an invitation to slow down and take a breath. And uh, not that we've necessarily all spent it that way, but um, but this sort of, you know, when, when, when life was very much on, on pause and on hold, um, course we want to race through it and get to the bit where we're you know with our friends and loved ones and uh and just back out enjoying our lives but there's no there's been no kind of can't hurry it up can't race through it any faster than it's happening and so um you know funnily i've I found uh that 
things that I didn't find so important in my life have sort of emerged as, you know, the amount that I see my family. Well, you know, you take your family for granted until you can't see them. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wow, mm. that's a big priority. And, um, and, and actually the amount of meditators or students uh, who've, who've uh, shown up for levitate classes and events, um, it's actually been amazing. We were, we were totally in the real world in terms of the only way you could access my classes or courses was to be you know, in a room with me. And uh, we're now fully, fully virtual. And so, you know, the, the sort of assumption was that hopefully we'll go back to a blend in the future. But the assumption was mm-hmm. that the numbers of people who were sort of interested in doing it would just fall off a cliff. But um, if anything, uh, the numbers have grown. Like a lot of people have sort of come to meditation or mindfulness or, or, or yoga, I imagine, too, and some of these other disciplines um, in far greater numbers than than they were previously when there was so much else to distract us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the online aspect uh, took a lot of people by shock initially, but uh, like humans are very good at doing, we've adapted and uh, <laughs> for some reason no one minds doing anything i mean online um i think every class you can think of is now possible online <laughs> it really is um i and it's surprising that uh or i say surprising it, it's surprising that that wasn't a case of meditation beforehand um obviously i understand the value of being in a room with someone um having that connection as well as the the meditation but it's quite an individual uh, or from what i understand anyway and correct me if i am wrong ryan but i've always understood it as quite an individual task um uh, the, the yeah. meditation it's, it's quite um internal so to speak obviously internal and external in the regards that you're meant to connect with what's going on right there and then in the world but no, from I hear your you. experience does yeah. that make sense yeah, it, it makes total sense. And there's, uh, I suppose there's a real kind of, there's a contradiction at the heart of it. And, you know, if, if, if most of us think of meditation, uh, especially if we, we, we haven't tried it or, 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 or you know, kind of learned too, too much about it, um, then, yeah, we would think of someone um, on their own, probably cross-legged, eyes closed, you know, sort of, <laughs> Yeah, slight smile on their lips. Maybe they're in a white flowing robe, or you know, you know, kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> and, and and that sort of sounds like a very, very kind of insular, inward-looking kind of you know, almost a retreat from reality, which is busy and noisy and chaotic. You know, sort of closing mm-hmm. your eyes and becoming still. Um, and uh, you know, w- were it just that, then then it would lend itself so so well. I agree to. To sort of, you know, why would you ever need to be in a in a, in a group or in a room? Um, mm. But um, ultimately, th- this is the little paradox within it. Um, we are we're stilling our bodies and quieting our minds so that we can better uh, connect with the world around us. Um, and so, you know, it sort of it helps to you reduce the distractions a little bit in your mind, but, um, but the goal isn't to kind of uh, escape or retreat or whatever. It's, it's really to um, thereby see far, far more clearly kind of what's going on. And so my, it was funny, my, my um, 
heartfelt desire when I was starting uh, the company, the the, the studio, uh, Levitate, uh, was was that um, whatever it would be, it would be in person, in groups. Uh, you know, that it would be this sort of community feeling to it, which I, you know, because there there are so many apps that you can meditate on, and um, uh, so. And I think they do it so well. So, you know, it was very much a sort of, if um, meditation is about being present with, you know, with yourself, with others, with the environment you're in. And and, and so this sort of idea of uh, putting in headphones and uh, doing it, you know, doing it on your mobile sort of seemed um, like the opposite of that. I think um, and it's not scientific to say that there's some, there's some sort of different, feeling in the room when you're doing it in a group but mm. i could say experientially that it seems to be the case there's something mm. about coming together with a sort of shared purpose but but I, but i'm going to in a sense contradict myself because um what has been miraculous and brilliant about the last um year plus now uh, and doing it online has been um actually that although certainly Lots of people who used to come to the classes have basically let me know um, I don't want to do online. You know, I'm 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 working online now, and everything is online. Um, I don't want to add meditation to that list. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going to wait until we can be in a room together again. Um, mm. There there are all these other people uh, who have actually gone. I'm in Finland. I'm in Barbados. I'm in the States. I'm in Paris, and. Um, and uh, we we sort of don't have this kind of thing over where I am, um, and and so being able to join the classes of a studio that happens to be situated in London um, suddenly means you've got this kind of this different community feeling. You know, we're all over our screens, but there is nonetheless there's a vibe, and the students kind of chat to each other before and after. And um, yeah, it's been. It's been really, really cool, uh, and, and I think good for me to see that although I've still got a real kind of passion for in-person, um, there is something of all the things that you could teach over a screen, meditation is its rather appropriate given that we're spending most of it with our eyes closed, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Whether the voice is over a, a speaker or, or in the room, uh, doesn't make that that much difference as long as you've got this kind of feeling of connecting to one another. Yeah, and it's good. It's good that you've managed to find uh, that both work for different types of people, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, or maybe not different types of people, but particularly different situations. Like you said, if they're not even in England, then they've still got access uh, to levitate. Uh, and and let's talk a little bit about levitate meditation in particular. Um, mm. So you, it's levitate London. Okay, that's how people can find you uh, or what I'm on right that's now. That's the website. Yeah. Um. I'm assuming that this came out of a passion of doing meditation, but how long ago did Levitate actually start then? So, well, we're really very, uh, very new, um, you know, kind of galactic or human timescales. We've been been going for three years now. Um, So I should probably mark the anniversary in some way, but... um, (laughs) <clears throat> you know, as one of those social media occasions that you think, m- m- must do that, must do something around that. But, but yeah, so three three years. Um, I, I had a, I had a uh, almost fifteen year career in um, 
in advertising, uh, in, in communications, uh, and um, a little bit in uh, social enterprise as well. And okay. um, but but all of it really around uh, sort of, I suppose, storytelling. Um, it it was uh, it was an immensely kind of rich and rewarding career. But I also had this sense that I was um, you know helping mayonnaise companies sell more <laughs> products and um and i, I kind of for, for my own sake i think wanted to be doing something that I, I genuinely felt was more um helpful um you know that that uh while while matching people to the ideal flavor of mayonnaise is uh you know is a noble pursuit in itself um there, there might be more that i could do and uh and you know during the same time really that kind of decade and a half of frequently switching jobs uh um i i found that i was i was a very kind of anxious character uh so struggled a lot with um with stress of course stress is just a fact of life but um but uh i suppose with my reaction to the stress which was mm. uh you know chronic anxiety and um and so along the way as well as you know kind of frequent escapes did some you know, quit my job and traveled in Latin America for eight months, uh, quit another job and did a, did a master's in documentary photography. So these different sort of, you know, escape attempts. Um, I tried things to kind of keep the anxiety in check and um, some more or less healthy, you know, some, uh, some kind of more at the just partying or sort of self-annihilation end of the spectrum mm. and, and, and some, some, you know, wonderful uh you know eating better food looking after myself getting proper sleep uh you know making the effort to exercise um you've had a couple of uh um good gym and easy gym listening to the last couple of episodes yes, and yeah, um yeah. you know uh, I, I really really love listening to those and um i i think both of them said you know of course exercise is a uh it's a kind of um it is a struggle and a battle, but um, you, you're almost, uh, I would say, always glad that you did it. Um, and, um, and, and so, you know, making these tweaks in my life, but um, the, one of them that was more kind of left field um, and had, you know, no chance of a, of a hangover or a come down was, um, was mm. meditation. And um, uh, so initially I was just practicing it myself. Um, a friend recommended I go on a, on a, a free retreat somewhere in, in the countryside in the UK, and uh, I kind of came back. First off, put off doing that for for over a year, and uh, was highly, highly cynical about the whole thing. But finally, I suppose uh, maybe I was, I was desperate enough or ready enough or something. Went along and and did this retreat, and I, I just couldn't shut up about it for the next uh, couple of months. I was so happy, and um, and so yeah, as I say, I'd been sort of experimenting in my own my own time with it and, and finding it very um very profound and effective and this sort of idea that you didn't need to get somewhere else you didn't need to quit your job and um you know run away for eight months or whatever uh, mm -hmm. you could actually find a measure of calm just here in the moment it was really the genesis for uh levitate it was kind of well i've had that experience um I know that I made the most progress and had the kind of you know most profound change when when I've done it in rooms uh, with uh, groups of other people, 
that it felt a little more sterile kind of listening to uh, a, a recording or an app and uh, so sort of you know craving that and and uh, I traveled over to LA to the world's first um, sort of really secular drop-in meditation studio a place called Unplug and um, it is uh, they're lucky enough it's that Californian vibe um, a lot of people if, if you go to California when all this is over you know the, the people will kind of almost cross the road and say hey man you got this uh you know, I, I i feel this incredible vibe coming off you and you know it's the kind of thing you would you would never hear in london <laughs> in fact if someone did that you'd probably start running right yeah probably be more scared than anything yeah. yeah yeah so so but um but I, I i you know again a little bit of late night internet research kind of thinking I want to I want to start something, but how do I do it? And then finding out that this place existed in in LA, and they were doing their their very they were recruiting for their very first teacher training, and uh, and I thought, well, I'm not sure I want to teach it, but it seems like it would be a little more genuine, you know, not to just start a meditation studio and hire other people to teach, but you know, to actually go and really immerse myself very deeply in it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, that was one of those experiences where, uh, the other students were fantastic. Uh, the, the teacher, David G, as uh, one of the rock stars of the meditation world, um, was just mind blowingly good and, uh, and, and, and humble and funny and kind of brought it to life for me really. Um, and so I got back to London and I was like, right, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to start this studio. Uh, I have the same goal really uh, as Unplug, so big kind of tribute to what they've what they've done over in LA, where I'd say it's probably easier to recruit people or even interest people in you know something as sort of hippie-ish sounding as a meditation studio if, if you're in sunny California. But um, but I also kind of felt like you know, well, London is a little bit more grey at times. And, mm. um, and 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 serious, perhaps, or, or you know, potentially more intense, and and more intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a in a funny way, I think we need it more over here. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so, so, so that's it. So levitate uh, is it's it's group classes um, for the public, and uh, and uh, we teach a number of styles of meditation. So of what we've been putting up on on your podcast episodes that's uh you know very very squarely in the realms of of mindfulness but uh we also in within the studio teach uh compassion you know sort of self-acceptance and gratitude they're things that people really uh struggle with hmm. and um and as we've grown we've started to bring in other people too so we've now got a, a breathwork teacher and uh we are about to, oh, world exclusive. We're we're about to launch a uh, <laughs> a, um, a a movement class as well. So um, so it's sort of. I love a world exclusive as well. So that's always. Yeah. Cool. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Um, it's it's but uh, you know because there are there, there there are so many different ways in. So you know some people will try meditation and, and or one of uh, one of my classes and just be like right you know this is my new thing you know I found it uh, other people might find it really really hard to 
to uh, sit still for 45 minutes and, 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 and watch the breath and things. And, uh, and so for them, you know, breath work is, you're working very intentionally with the breath. Uh, it could almost sound like you're hyperventilating, but you're being uh, directed by a really, really skilled uh, or coached by a really skilled teacher, Octavia. Um, <clears throat> and you, uh, or, or indeed movement uh, and yoga, they're all sort of different ways into, uh, or different gates into the same place, really, this sort of, you know, idea of being more present in your life. And so, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, really excited about it. And it's kind of what I'm putting a lot of energy into at the moment. It's sort of how to really grow what we offer and um, therefore, you know, reach more people. Mm. I mean, it's an amazing story. It's good to hear a company that's actually got uh, some experience and kind of passion behind uh, other than just the product. It, it really is. Um, yeah. I, I, and like I said, I, I, I really do see the value of meditation. I, I've used it throughout my life nowhere near as successfully as yourself by the seams of it. I do struggle with many of the points that you have already mentioned yeah. about the uh, the difficulties of it. One thing I was going to say, though, and you've you've kind of touched on it with the um, the the other activities, i.e. The, the movement, the breathing, etc. Hmm. I, I always find it quite easy to get into this um, particular kind of... Um, uh, frame of mind where I'm only concentrating on the moment when I'm swimming. Uh, uh, swimming yeah. seems to be one that I fall into that rhythm very, very quickly, very, very easily, and I can stay there for as long as I can swim for, really. Um, yeah, and it's and, and and that's quite profound. I mean, I don't know whether it's the it's the effect of the water, whether it's just the the repetition of um, swimming itself. Um, it is quite um, it's got quite a lot of repetition in it, to be fair. Um, but it, but you can particular. I don't know, and it might also be because obviously you've got the pressure of breathing correctly, uh, which is a big part of the swimming. So it forces you to concentrate on your breath and really only concentrate on your breath. Because if you don't, you end up with a mouthful of water, and it's not very nice. <laughs> so you learn to <laughs> you learn to deal with that quite quickly. Uh, that's quite hard when you're sat in um, uh, your living room or your bedroom or any kind of class uh -huh. as well. So I I can imagine that. Um, well, the question is really, what? how do people transfer that kind of um, yeah. basis? So a lot of people probably find something they do fall into a meditative state, shall we call it. But how do they transfer that to being able to pull on it at any point if they are getting anxious or throughout the day just to be able to use that kind of same frame of mind to sit there for five minutes without having the repetition of swimming, for example? Yeah, sure. So, um that, I mean, that, that, and that's, that is such an interesting question. And I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about the, 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 I don't know, the pressure of the water or the, the having to get the breathing right or the, um, you know, those, those sort of elements of, of swimming, um, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and those are all things that kind of just keep you like right there in the moment. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, presence and uh you know I, I i see it um i'm not a big uh sportsman myself uh but um but but uh but i i run and i cycle and uh and i do yoga and a few other things um and uh but you know really when you see some of the world's best um sports people kind of doing their thing um mm. i think that like the real the magic of it the excitement is that they are like 
they are laser focused on the moment they're in like they are totally totally present um so i'm so like i'm i'm, I'm kind of when, when you're swimming you are like it's difficult to be anywhere else i mean you, you mm. could have a like one long daydream right there's something rather kind of hypnotic about it and and if you really were daydreaming assumably you wouldn't be you know breathing right and you know things would kind of go off with that kind of that that swimming now when when you're sitting when you're sitting at uh at home alone uh, on a uh, on a cushion or your couch or whatever and and you're breathing you don't have uh you know you don't have perhaps the same uh intensity of experience as when you're swimming mm. uh and and you're going to but nonetheless you can you can replace swimming with uh watching the breath and um you know it it is uh when we're using the breath like that, we're essentially using it as an anchor for your attention. So um, there's nothing special about the breath. Um, my breathwork teacher, Octavia, she would obviously very disagree with me there, but, but I'm saying within the practice of meditation, it's nothing uh, particularly mysterious or special or, or symbolic about the breath, but it is um, it's something you always have with you. Uh, uh, you know, if you could only meditate by kind of thumbing, uh, sort of, you know, rosary beads or, or, or by, you know, kind of counting lines on a wall or something, then, um, then you'd need to be in this, you know, one place in order to do it. But, um, but with the breath, you can, you can do it anywhere, anywhere you are, you can kind of go, where is my mind right now? Can I bring it back to the breath? Um, so it, it, it is, uh. Yeah, it, I, I think it's um, it's easier to get into that what people kind of call that sort of a meditative sort of flow state when you're running or swimming than perhaps it is when you're trying to sit there and 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 breathe and notice your thoughts. But um, but uh, the goal isn't really to get to this meditative, blissed out kind of state. It's uh, it's really actually just to start to become more aware of just how busy your mind is like mm. just how sort of distracted you are if you like by the world around you just how difficult it is to sit still yeah, but it is hard it can be i've got to say like especially you said you mentioned 45 minutes earlier i think i think i've managed 10 uh, at my max and that's actually a guided meditation it could never be on my own i don't think so yeah and, and actually jeff you do you make a good point and it's um it's funny it's something i thought about a lot because uh our um most of levitate classes they are 45 minutes and um you know it was a uh sort of uh i, I suppose trying to work out how to make a um a meditation studio commercial where you know the goal isn't to make money the goal is to keep the studio alive you know to sustain mm. it um and you know would people be willing to pay for a, a 10 minute guided class and actually i don't really have the answer to it but i you know i was sort of perhaps a little insecure just near the start thinking well if i'm comparing the experience to like uh you know yoga then you know if you're if you're paying i don't know 10 15 pounds or whatever you expect mm. like an hour of experience kind of thing but um and so 45 minutes seemed like this sort of sweet spot of, uh, you know, not too long, not too short. But, um, but of course, yeah, for most of us, we've only ever done 10 minutes on an app. And so mm -hmm. a 45 minute class sounds very 
uh, you know, kind of intimidating. And in a way, I'm always amazed that so many people come to levitate who've never meditated before, so they haven't even done the 10 minutes. And, uh, and so they've already overcome a kind of a, a resistance, which is 45 minutes, am I going to be able to do it for that long? Um, and uh, watch this spot that we may be just about to announce a um, beginner's class with a shorter timeline. But um, right, but okay. what you tend to find is, or and what people feed back after the classes is that the forty-five minutes felt like three minutes. Like wow, uh, okay, so it does go very quick for them. It's uh, it, it it rushes past. So you've got your eyes closed, so there's there are less um, kind of tells on you know the passing of time. It's difficult to get a handle on that, right? Uh, but yeah, also, uh, I think when you're being guided, you are, you're kind of, you're going with the experience, you know, you don't need to worry about the time because the teacher is going to worry about that for you. But um, uh, I, I ne never have I heard, perhaps they're too polite. Um, someone mm -hmm. say to me, that seems to just go on for an eternity. You know, it's always the other way around. Like, wow. Like, I feel like I only just sat down. Um, yeah. so that, that, you know, guiding helps. I think if you, if you were to sit for 45 minutes in silence on your own with your breath, um, it, it might feel like that eternity, but, um, but if you're in, in the hands of a skilled teacher, uh, it should just flash right past. Of course. And, um, I mean, t tell me and the audience, just quickly run us through what a class would set up like is it is the whole thing do they come in do you go straight into a meditation or is there a whole process is it an experience in itself yeah like i i, I like to um i think it is an experience uh, uh i think um it's an experience without too many gimmicks though you know there's not um <clears throat> i'm not saying never to music so i like to be quite experimental so you know occasionally um, we have a, a class called Explore, and that one's sort of, you know, my carte blanche to do whatever I feel like. Um, mm. So different styles of meditation, but also could involve, uh, could there, there might be movement, there might be you know, music or, or, or like a soundscape or, or sort of other things going on. But, um, but uh, you know, that, as I say, that's sort of one where we might get a little bit more experimental, but, but you're sort of, the classic, um, like uh, Sunday evenings, every Sunday evening at eight, we do a class that's just called Levitate. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a, like a super relaxing session. Essentially, the uh, students or customers um, will arrive. And, uh, and we, if people are feeling chatty, then we chat, how, you know, how are you doing? What's going on in your life uh, kind of thing. And um, quite often people open up, uh, especially if they've got there early, you know, uh, and perhaps there's less of an audience, right? It's less awkward kind of coming oh, off the sure. microphone. Mm. But um, yeah, so, so we'll chat and people will tell me all sorts of things. Um, they're recently uh, bereaved or had a breakup or, or, or had a kid or changed jobs or, you know, there's something going on in their lives. Um, not always the case sometimes it's just like wonderful news but um but so we'll have a bit of a kind of hangout and people are always encouraged to get their kind of five ten minutes before the class and then um i try to be pretty prompt about kind of getting it going which is really then 
when the time arrives, get everyone to find a really comfy seat, close their eyes, slow the breathing a little bit. And then, um, you know, it's really then it's my job to guide uh, a, a really emotionally satisfying, um, you know, beautiful, not too, not overly complicated um, meditation over the course of really 45 minutes. And that, um, that can involve some level of uh, storytelling, uh, sometimes a visualization. So we might be uh, on a beach or up a mountain um, because some of these metaphors are like really, really powerful ways of getting across something that sort of encourages the students, uh, uh, customers to just um, really put their kind of preconceived notions or their, their um, you know, uh, to, to one side. So, you know, it's sort of, a, uh, you might arrive kind of thinking it's all about stopping your thoughts or, or, or doing this or that. And um, so sort of using storytelling and metaphor to, uh, I suppose, access the really the, the sort of feeling center of someone's brain a little bit more directly. Saying, don't, you know, don't kind of think about it, uh, experience it. Uh, sometimes there's a little poetry or, or a class maybe around something that I've been, you know, kind of reading or studying. But for the most part, we keep it really um, simple and beautiful. Lots of time for, you know, kind of quietness and reflection in between, like, interventions from me. And then, uh, and then coming coming up to the end of the class, I, I will, you know, just very gradually bring everyone back. Uh, I was going to say out of it. No one's hypnotized or anything like that, but you know, kind of back into the room. Yeah. And uh, and very often people stick around, and uh, you know, they just want to chat about what it was that they experienced, or you know, perhaps they were kind of head nodding, right, and kind of struggling to stay awake, or perhaps they were seeing flashes of colors or having lots of thoughts about their sister or something. And, uh, mm. and it's all kind of, you know, up for um, discussion and exploration. And, uh, and so I, you know, stick around at the end to give people tips and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of, so often I'll, I'll learn things from the students. So it's, uh, you know, it's a two way street in terms of, um, and it's important for me from that sort of that community vibe, but um Equally, there are, there are people who just turn up at the start, uh, give a little wave, stay on mute, and, uh, you know, silently disappear at the end and, um, and uh, never know what anyone's experience really was unless they open mm. up about it. But, um, but you know, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Seemingly, uh, they're taking from it what they need. And, th and that's really how the classes work. Brilliant. Well, anyone can get involved if they get onto levitate.com and check out under courses. Uh, I did see that you guys do offer um, a beginner's course once a week as well, don't you? Is that right? Yeah, so um, that is, it's, it's very fresh. We've, we've, just, uh, we've just launched that. We've done really, um, yeah, so if you, if you head over to www.levitate.london, you, you'll see that there are, yeah, really a number of things we do. So Every class on the schedule is designed for anyone from a, a total beginner with no knowledge uh, to someone who's been meditating for years. Um, uh, it is my job to kind of bring it to life and, uh, and really 
land it, whatever your experience level. But um, you know, for that reason that we were sort of chatting about earlier, um, just thinking the 45 minutes may be a bit scary for some people. So launching a, a, a 30 minute beginners class and uh, maybe we'll even do an even shorter time format one in, in, in the future. But um, that would be, it's very, very much designed for if you're nervous about attending, you know, one of the other classes straight off the bat, then this is one where we introduce the studio, the concepts and some, you know, really, really simple techniques that you can kind of take away and practice in between sessions. So there's that class and then the other class on the schedule, there's um, Breathwork, which, uh, which is taught by Octavia Calthorpe and she's just brilliant. And that is one of our classes that does have music. And so she plays uh, just the most brilliant, brilliant like super relaxing music and 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 then guides your breathing and and uh uh without fail people finish that class just kind of going wow uh because it's such a an, an emotional experience um and uh, then the movement class is coming but we also uh another really big area is we we teach in a lot of companies so you go into workplaces or now it's a lot over zoom at the moment and mm. teach uh eight week or four week mindfulness courses or or, or simply um companies like clear score uh where we've we've been going to their office every week now over zoom but uh for the last yeah coming up to three years now so almost since we started and we've taught at places like google and uh and some really large ad in, uh, ad agencies and, and, mm. and banks and um and then there is something called Levitate On Demand, which uh, you know I'm, I'm really, really excited to kind of share with your listeners. Uh, and it is to either supplement, uh, you know, coming to the live classes, or uh, or indeed um, there's uh, there there are a bunch of uh, you know Levitate customers who only use the on demand service. And uh, you know I, I would say it's like the the Netflix of meditation, but I, I think that would be slightly overly grand. But it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's recorded classes, and 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 they are from anywhere from you know kind of five minutes uh, to uh, to an hour. Mm. Uh, there are some there are some sort of talks, and there's some theory stuff in there. But for the very most part, they are guided meditations, and now the breathwork classes too, and movement is being added when it launches i think in april uh and so we're kind of um it's for me it's it's really really exciting to just be growing what we can offer um you know kind of in a sense having a larger impact than we could if uh we're only offering uh six or seven classes a week and they don't suit everyone's schedules then you know really being able to kind of uh, offer up all of this additional, you know, to tens of hours of uh, classes and and guided meditations that people can do on their own time is, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of exciting development for us. That's uh, fantastic. It's uh, very exciting stuff. I'm definitely going to check out some of those on demand videos and 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 uh, more about the website. Definitely. Great. Great. Uh, and you guys um, have been running the podcast for a couple of. Uh, months i've just found it again on your website and you've got some very interesting uh titles for sure i mean i definitely think people should check these out uh it's again levitate.london uh forward 
slash podcast um, and you've got That's it all it. up there would people be able to find these on spotify and things like that it's on it's 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 everywhere that you get your podcasts it's on google podcasts and uh, and, uh, and itunes or apple podcasts and spotify and um tune in and uh, uh pandora over in the states it, it, it is everywhere but um the yeah the podcast is a you know it's it's really it's a um it's a chance for me and the listeners to uh to meet some really amazing people uh you know people who have changed their lives and are changing the lives of others um you know kind of real change makers and um uh it's a chance for us to sort of explore uh, and, and and meet you know people who are living essentially quite different lives to us and uh, and and working in areas that we may or may not be familiar with um because certainly for me although i'm i'm so passionate about meditation uh i, I know that uh i need more than meditation to be you know a to live a happy and fulfilled life you know mm -hmm. i need a as i kind of mentioned in passing earlier sort of look after uh nutrition and uh you know expand my mind in in other ways and uh and and you know and so i, I have so many loves that uh that aren't meditation in a sense it's a chance to you know explore them with some of the real experts in the field so whether it's mm. uh resma menikem um who's a uh just a fantastic uh author um and and psychotherapist who, who who writes and thinks a lot about um racialized trauma mm -hmm. um and uh, is a new york times bestseller or or we had the the breath guy richie bostock who's just one of the absolute stars of breathwork in the uk uh and the founder of good and property uh, a, a wonderful um ethical tea company uh, and 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 others uh, too many to mention just now um mm. in a sense it's a chance for me to kind of fanboy and get to hang out with people that i otherwise probably wouldn't have an excuse to pick up the phone to so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. give it a listen and let me know what you think yeah sounds fantastic it really does there's something fun about doing a podcast i've got to say it's not my uh, background at all but I've definitely enjoyed it over the last 12 months, for sure. Well, it, it comes across. Comes across <laughs> yeah, that's good news. So, Ryan, look, I, I've, it's been fantastic speaking to you and learning a little bit about Levitate. Uh, I'm really uh, glad that we managed to get you on finally. I know the audience uh, have been looking forward to it, like I said. Um, I know you've got plenty to get on with, though, uh, moving into a new house. And as you mentioned briefly earlier, there's a baby on the way. Um, we're so now sure. um yeah t uh, less than two weeks out from the the due date of uh of uh, first child so oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah indeed i'm sure the meditation will come in handy on those sleepless nights or hopefully that's not the case but <laughs> yeah well life life is now it's like um it's mindfulness 101 right because yeah. uh you know me and my partner <laughs> exactly all we can think about is uh is two weeks from now mm. uh, and mm. so it's 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 it, you know we've upped the difficulty level but it's all about just staying here today and um and um you know enjoying life as it happens so yeah thank you so much for your time on the on the show i've really really enjoyed this yeah no thanks for coming on ryan it's been really good and uh hopefully everything goes well for the next two weeks uh, and yeah well hopefully we'll catch up again soon in, in 12 months 18 months time see how things are getting on that'd be brilliant. i was like that very much
All right. Thanks All right, so Ryan, much. Have a good day. Speak to you Cheers. later. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Thank you very much, Ryan and Levitate for joining us this month. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. Don't go anywhere though. Keep seated and relaxed. And we will now go into Ryan's meditation for this month. Otherwise, make sure to join us next week and we'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to Levitate. I'm Ryan Nell and today we're going to explore the senses. Now when you think of mindfulness, you might think of something that you have to do with your mind. But really, thoughts and thinking are only a very small part of the picture. And in fact, in this exercise, we are most interested with the world at hand. That's the world you can see and hear and touch and taste and smell. So we're going to use a mindfulness exercise which is all about waking up the senses. I want you to find a really comfortable seat and close your eyes. And let's start by taking a couple of nice deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing in calm. And breathing out stress. Continuing to breathe in a nice, relaxed manner. Let's start to bring our senses online. Let's begin to notice the sounds in our environment. Just seeing if you can stay wide open and curious to the whole soundscape. As if you were listening to some avant-garde music. And every note was in its right place. However bizarre. So that we don't need to worry about what's making the sound, whether we like the sounds what we think about the sounds. Rather, we simply want to sit back and enjoy the music. It's not easy to do, is it, to drop the judgments and drop the thoughts? But the idea is that every time you realize you're in a judgment or a thought, you simply gently drift your attention back to the sounds themselves.
as if you were zooming in with a telescope on a particular star and then removing the telescope from your eye and taking in the whole universe above you. Keeping your eyes closed, you might notice that there are lights and color, perhaps even patterns or movement. And that even though that all suddenly seemed to swing into view, In fact, all that's happened is you have expanded your awareness to connect more deeply with what was already happening in the moment. And you might notice, even as you gently rest your awareness on your vision, that you can still hear the sounds around you. going to expand our awareness even further and bring in our sense of touch, perhaps noticing the weight of your body in the seat and the pressure of your feet on the ground. Gently bringing your attention and awareness to the warmth or coolness of the air against your skin. And the texture of your clothes against your body. And the feeling of contact between your hands and whatever they're resting on. And you might notice that all these tactile sensations are appearing in the same space as the lights and the colors and the sounds. It's all connected by your awareness. It's all appearing in your consciousness. And you might think of your consciousness a little like the starry sky we mentioned earlier. Each sound is a star, each visual experience, a constellation, and your sense of touch and smell 
and taste. Are all stars populating the same inky dark sky? We may be used to thinking of space as empty, but I'd like to encourage you to experience it as full. We're not very used to paying any attention to the backdrop of our consciousness. We give all our attention to the contents, the sights and sounds and thoughts and emotions. And yet when we're able to sit back and look up, far out into that starry sky. We're able for a moment at a time to experience it all as connected. With me, let's take a deep breath to wake up the body. And breathe it out into the world. And once more, deep breath in. And sigh any tension out. As you open your eyes. Thank you so much for your practice and I'll see you back here for the next class soon.